Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fing. We back, man. Episode yeah. 182. The mental <laughs> mental illness was starting early. That's, that's why I was laughing. What happened? <laughs> you didn't hear that? I didn't hear it right now. What happened? It was like, well, uh, right before you started talking, somebody was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake! <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys catch it a lot, but... On older episodes, we would just be talking and someone would just start screaming out obscenities for no fucking reason. <laughs> and mind you, we are on the fifth floor of a building in downtown Bakersfield. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't think that sound travels that high up. Yeah, but, it's crazy. But our it's mics crazy. keep catching this shit. It's some, I don't know what it is. I'm sure some uh, um, scientist or acoustic person could tell us. But just the way the sound travels like in this downtown like area is just it's crazy. We need to put like acoustic panels on the outside of the building to block out the mental illness panels. <laughs> mental illness panels. Just block them the fuck out. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into it, man. Um, recently, um, Blues Clues guy that used to be on Blues Clues, Steve Burns, Steve, yeah. he popped up with this, you know, this video, this random video, just basically speaking to the kids that grew up watching him, and he just said he didn't forget about you. Our former Blues Clues host, Steve, has new message for show's grown-up fans. I never forgot you, right? And this is what he said verbatim. He said, you remember how when we were younger, we used to run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff? And then one day, I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Steve recalled, before reminding the all grown-up fans of, of the beloved partially animated series about the time he departed for college, not returning to the franchise for, like, a really long time. Can we just talk about that, Steve asked in the clip? Um, while he was away, Steve explains he was able to challenge himself and use his mind. Now that he's older, he's getting to do many things, many of the things he always wanted to do all along. And in a typical Blues Clues fashion, Steve acknowledged your journey over the years, too. Look at look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in that time, he says, directly into addressing viewers in the style he did back in the show. And it just it's just so amazing. Right. I mean, we all started out with clues and now it's what student loans and jobs and families and and of that and that has been kind of hard, you know. I know you know. So he's basically just relating to the people, and he just offered a moment of nostalgia for the people. Mm-hmm. Now, me, I was I was older already. I wasn't watching Blue's Clues. I didn't grow up on it. You know, I was 96 is when he started in 96 and departed in, like, what was it 2002 or some shit? I'm not sure of the dates. I think yeah. he departed around that time. And mm-hmm. a lot of the kids that watched that shit were, like, your age. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already, like, sixth grade when he popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think moments of nostalgia are dope like this, man, because we've been through so much. It doesn't matter where you are. If you grew up watching Blues Clues, you could be a drug addict now. Um, you could be That's a crazy. you could be a lawyer. You could be a doctor, a fireman, whatever. But when you see Steve pop up, mm-hmm. there was a moment in time where he meant so much to you. Yeah. And I think in that moment in time, like everyone probably felt the same emotion, no matter where you are in your life, good or bad. You remember how Steve made you feel watching that show. It's the same way I felt like when I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and mm-hmm. I seen like Aunt Vivian. Once Aunt Vivian, like the dark skin Aunt Vivian was removed, I never got used to the light skin aunt. 
Yeah. I never got used to her. And mm-hmm. when they did the reunion show and they brought back Aunt Viv, the dark skinned Aunt Viv, yeah. it was like it was like a moment of nostalgia because that's who I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. She was she, she had a lot of like she had a lot of passion in her acting on that show. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like the light skinned Aunt Viv never quite fit in. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same way with Steve and the person that came after him. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be his little brother or something like Supposedly, that. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was cool, and I, I the, the it was like a poignant message. I thought it was, um, like you said, it, it's the nostalgic part is one thing, but like just the the kind of just the um, the energy that he had towards right. the statement, the way, and and I don't know if this was genuine or if it was acting or what, but it was when you when you heard that message, it was just like, man, like, yo, we we almost forgot about you. And like we did miss you and you did just dip out on us. But yeah, you know, just kind of checking back in and what was it is a twenty year anniversary 25, or something. Twenty five, I think. Twenty five year anniversary or something like that. And it and um just to come back with that kind of message, it, it almost put like like a bow on top of like the exit for like you were saying, like kids that grew up watching watching that show. Um, and the, the, the crazy part for me is how viral it went. Yeah. Super viral. You know, because, um, you, you think it's just a, it's just a kid show, you know, you don't, you don't right. think, and, and it's not, it's not a, a cool show. So it's not like we're at lunchtime talking about blues clues and stuff like that. But, right. um, just, you know, just seeing the different people that were retweeting it, different people. I I I know I seen Kevin Durant say like, "Yo, this is a like a great message, a timely message, or something right. like that." So just thinking about like the reach that 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 moment had, it's it's just a beautiful thing, and it and it uh, like I said, it just kind of put a, a a nice bow on type on on top of a like a, a beautiful ending, and and I think one thing that people. Uh, probably don't know, and I, I don't know why. You know, I just go down like these YouTube wormholes sometimes. But um, he said part of the reason that he left was because he didn't want to um, have this transformation because he was. He said he was losing his hair, and his hair was thinning out. So he was like, I just didn't want to have that transformation in front of uh, in front of these kids, especially like he was. He was just kind of outgrowing the role overall, and you know and that, and that was right. part of part of it. So even you know when he came back, he has his hat on with the little yeah. with the little crayon on top of it or whatever. <clears throat> but I just think um, just overall, like when we don't we don't really get those kind of moments that often. It's, no. it's kind of like that that uh, release reminded me somewhat of like like a Kobe Bryant interview or look like when Kobe Bryant uh played his last game and he scored 60 points right just like thanked everybody and you know that that whole thing that kind of reminded me of that and I think it's um things like that like cultural like like moment defining uh uh statements that it takes like special people um in order to do those and I think sometimes when we when we look at these little kid shows, we don't really deem them as actors. We kind of deem them as like, you know, this, they're just like kind of childish people. But like that was, um, talent, you know what I mean? And it takes, it takes a great orator to, to, um, to, to make that kind of statement and make us like, everyone is just so emotionally invested. People sharing it, like people that you didn't even think were, um, like fans of the show. And, you know, I, I keep, going over the same ideas but i'm just saying like it, it's kind of hard to explain 
like that type of emotion and how it made you feel, but it was just like it was something there that you felt in your heart. A hundred percent. It's it's kind of like like why I, I enjoy like dating women around my age mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like intricacies there. Like certain. Oh, you like Ninja Turtles too? Mm-hmm. You seen that episode where so and so happened? Where Master Shredder did this? Mm-hmm. And like you could have these conversations and you could like these moments mean the same things to you Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of people that grew up watching blues clues they could feel the same way Mm -hmm. and also when he left um it was like i think it was 2002 i believe when it said he left and it was it was a lot of stuff going on back then you know uh the war in afghanistan was just popping off and whatnot and now the Afghanistan, we just pulled out of there and, a, and the American soldiers died and stuff mm-hmm. and he popped up. So this was very timely. Mm-hmm. I feel like with the stuff going on in the world, he probably just felt like him popping up again was something that he just wanted to let people know he cared about him. You know? yeah. I don't yeah. know if there's any correlation with that at all. I'm just saying like he left at the beginning of the war in Afghanistan and then now at the end, at the of- end he pops mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, you know, I've known you guys for a long time, but w- imagine if it got all creepy. Like, I know you've developed a lot by then, you know, and your your penis and your, your <laughs> and your breasts have grown a lot <laughs> since. You'd be like, this nigga's a pervert. Samantha, um, it's been a while since I've drawn in my little notepad. Now you, <laughs> now you got some big ass titties. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Blue been looking for you. <laughs> On the next episode of Blues Balls. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. that's crazy. I'm trying to think of a show that... Um, there's a lot of shows like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't Arthur kind of like that, too? You grew up on watching Arthur? Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was already older. I didn't watch that shit, but I knew about it. Yeah, I, had a little cousin, I had a little cousin who used to watch that shit all day. I used to crack jokes on him. Yeah. And I remember the intro. And I say, hey, what a what wonderful, wonderful time today. Oh, yeah, I don't know the words. <laughs> yeah. And I used to be like, what a wonderful time today. Hey, what a wonderful. <laughs> I used to do it over and over. He'd be like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, got the art. He just made the Arthur fist on you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what's, you know what's fucked up is when they make memes out of these cartoons, but they make it like sexual. Oh, dang. When it'd be like like when, lotion in his hand or something. No, no, not oh. even that. It'd be like when she ready for round two, but you already done, and it show like a fist. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, it, it, we did have um, shows like that. You know, like you said, Fresh Prince. Oh yeah. And um, you you were you were Bo- talking about it as far as like how we we become invested in these characters. Yeah, Boy Meets World. Yeah, we grew. I mean, well, Boy Meets World was was on a whole different level because. Mm-hmm. That show lasted so long. Yes. People that were that age, we grew we grew up with them. Yeah, I don't even know her real name. I just know her as Topanga. Topanga, yeah. Topanga was one name. of the first white girls I had a crush on, man. Topanga was, was definitely one of them. First, ones. it was the Pink Ranger. <clears throat> the Pink Ranger was the first one. Yeah. Dang. It was yeah. The Pink Ranger had to be the first white girl crush I ever had, the or pink- it might have been before. It might have been actually no. It was Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski from. Uh, Motherfucking uh oh shit! What's the show with Mario Lopez? I can't remember. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Oh, uh, he was messing with Kelly. Yeah, okay. I uh Kelly and Lisa, the Pink Ranger, and then and, and for show Topanga were um white girls that were sexy enough that it probably shifted cultures. Yeah, like okay. niggas was like, man, 
like, ain't no way I'm dating a white girl. Then Power Rangers came on, she started kicking ass and stuff. <laughs> and they was like, I'm dating a white girl. <laughs> oh, she know karate and she got good credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so crazy. Oh. Sure. And Topanga's still... The Topanga's last, still bad. She's still last fine. time I seen her was in that Donald Glover short yeah. film. Yeah, she was looking. She was looking cool in there. You know yeah. who uh, who still looks good is uh, Hillary Duff. Really? Oh yeah, yes, she, she still, does. She still looks. She still. Your brother had a crush on her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I forgot what little song she had back in the day. A little cheesy song she had. <laughs> Hillary Duff tried to do that little little singing thing for a they t- while. They tried it. That's the, the formula for Nickelodeon and Disney. They, yeah. they get the stars. They put them in the show. Then they try to turn them into singers and you know pop stars and stuff. So they'll write them a song, a little, a little pop song about love or something like that. It and was then, like around the same time, like the boy bands kind of had started dying. <laughs> they started dying down a little bit. Yeah. And then it was like a lot of these, these Nickelodeon artists start really popping off. But a lot of the Nickelodeon people were in the boy bands. Mm-hmm. Like uh, was it okay? Insync. It was Insync and Backstreet Boys. Which one was Justin? Justin was Justin, in. He was in the um. Was the it? Mickey Mouse Club? No, but which group was he in? Was he in Insync? Oh, he's in Insync. Insync. Yeah. And Backstreet Boys. They I were, always get them mixed up. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me why he ain't nothing mm-hmm. but a heartache. <laughs> like it's crazy how much the landscape of music has changed. Because back then, boy bands ran music. Then they became cheesy because Eminem said it was cheesy. Yeah, and then Eminem kind of just shifted culture with <laughs> cracking jokes on Britney Spears and yeah. them. The, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, the ones that aren't like that cool, they kind of teamed up. And now they're doing like little choreo- choreographed dances on the internet and stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. They old as fuck now. Not Justin Timberlake. That nigga's out of here. He Justin Timberlake is already up. <laughs> he, he's the only real artist out of everybody here. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is the only real artist out of all of them dudes. Yeah, he was he was the guy. I mean, you could probably see that. Some of those dudes are old. I forgot what the dude's name, but he got like a, he had a full beard and shit. Oh, one of them, I think it was in uh he might have been in NSYNC. They mm-hmm. was doing an interview with him, and he just like he was much older than much the rest older. Of them. Yeah, he looked like he was uh, like one of the Sopranos or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you knew he Justin Timberlake was out of there when. Uh, it was like on the on the NSYNC, it's a song called Gone, on the NSYNC album, and it's really just uh, Justin Timberlake featuring the rest of NSYNC. Pretty much. Because <laughs> it's just him singing and they doing, I don't even know if they're doing background vocals, but yeah. once you start to get a solo song on an NSYNC project or on a group project, that's how you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was having some subliminal messaging too, basically saying he was leaving the group. Yeah. yeah. Then he's like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> be like, I think he's really leaving the group. Yeah. They should have known. <laughs> they should have known. They should have, you know, hopefully got their masters or they, they royalties Bro, or whatever. Thinking about like correlating the Blues Clues conversation with everything else, I I grew up in the '80s, so I, I grew up in '85, so. Growing up, we had shows Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step. Uh, uh, oh, I'm tripping. It's not called Step by Step. It's Family Matters, um, Full House. Uh, I think it step is by Step by Step. step. Yeah. It was a step show. Step by Step, Day, day by day. day. Yeah. Fresh right over, whatever. Yeah. That show, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, yeah. All kinds of shows, family ties. Bel Air, they doing the, you know, they're doing the reboot. No way. 
Yeah. Remember wow. that that uh, that trailer was circulating? Where it was like more of a dramatic take on for Fresh a little Prince. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So they're actually shooting that show now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're that's going to be crazy. It, it, it there was a guy. Um, <clears throat> And I had to like, you know, to, to, I don't like to argue on Twitter, but I like if I have a stance, like I'll just express my opinion. So uh, some guy and it's I, like I follow a lot of screenwriters and a lot of screenwriting topics tend to pop up on my timeline. So um, this guy was basically he seen the like one of the pictures that come out or like they they uh, they cast it. The, the guy that's going to play Will okay. and. Um, he was basically like, "Come on, dog! Like, not again! Why are we? Re- why do we keep rebooting these TV shows and stuff like that?" And I had to tell him, I was, and I just he didn't respond to me, of course. But I was like, "No, nah, this is different. Like, this show is yeah, it looks it's legit. A, it's a, a a turn and a, a dramatic spin on the show that we we liked, and and it went viral for a reason. It's not like doing eight or nine Fast and Furious movies. Or, oh my God! You know, constantly rebooting Running it down. Yeah, rebooting a bunch of shows and TV uh, like plays and all this stuff that we've seen many many times. Um, this is like a super creative take on something that we all. Actually, and the guy Morgan Cooper is an ama- amazing filmmaker. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, I think about it too. Another one I had a huge crush on was Ashley Banks. Yeah, Tatiana Ali. She's still very beautiful. She's like yeah. 41, 42 or something now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hillary, man. I think I like. I used to like Hillary. Hillary was very pretty mm-hmm. too, but she was such an <clears throat> airhead. Like, what's funny about Hillary is she is all the stereotypical rich, bougie girls that live out in in Beverly Hills or in mm-hmm. Bel Air. Um, and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't do it." The one of the funniest episodes of of that is when her husband died from bungee jumping. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. When he jumped out he, with the uh, with Trevor. the bungee, Trevor, and he's like, "Hillary, will you marry?" He just died. It's Hold like, on, I gotta put this put that camera in. For that die. Well, oh shit! Yeah, that oh, it's not in. Yeah, I forgot. To, uh, oh man. Yeah, there you go. We're still recording. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but currently Keith is plugging in something into the camera, so you might hear a little bit of foreplay going on with uh, plugging it in. You might hear a little bit of screw going in. Damn, that shit is little, man. That's not a good time to do it. That's what she said, Joe. Dang, those are like that outlet thing is like the same thing that goes. Is it in there? Yeah. You got it. Is that magnetic or screwing? It's uh, it's not either. It's uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's kind of like a socket that it kind of clamps. Clamp clamps in. It's like mm-hmm. fitted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad you caught that though. Yeah, eye. we would have just been talking and then, you know. That light would have went 20 off? 20 minutes of the po- Yeah, 20 minutes of the podcast would have just been gone. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it but, saves, but, like, who knows if we laughing and chucking it up, and you know, we may not have We might not have caught it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we caught it, folks, yeah. and we caught it real time. Those are the things you go through as a podcast when you don't have a production team. And yeah, you don't have a it, you, don't, it out. you don't have a bunch of people telling you what to do and all that. Mm-hmm. You kind of miss some stuff sometimes, and we're not cutting any of that shit out. Yeah. We're keeping it all on there. Yeah. <laughs> keep it keep it authentic around here. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um I, I just think it was very timely. I don't want to keep going over the same shit. Uh-huh. I think it was dope. And I feel like whatever time you grew up, you can 
always look back to those moments when you were eating a bowl of cereal and watching Saturday morning cartoons or getting getting home after school and watching certain stuff. The other day, I remember how I felt when I would rush home after school to watch Rap City. Yeah. Rap Rap City City was so dope. Every day, watch Rap City. I would watch 106 in Park. Big Tigger in the Basement. That was so dope. Freestyle Friday. Mm-hmm. One time, no, no, no. You know they would bring the artists to rap in the basement, in the booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that Freestyle Friday or was it? No, Freestyle it was Friday was one hundred six and one hundred six and part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just freestyle. I think they did it with every artist. Just every every episode they had an artist, they bring him in the yeah, freestyle. Yeah, if they had a, uh, sometimes they didn't have like artists or guests on there, but they'll bring Lil Wayne through. Jay, it was just E forty like Method Man, straight, everybody, straight historic, legendary yeah. freestyles. Uh, I can remember G Unit pulling up, yeah, Jay Z, Kanye West, yes. like, and I would. It was funny because, like, shout out to Desmond. What we would do, we would rip. You know how, like, now you can rip MP3s off of YouTube, mm-hmm. but back then, um, I, I don't even know how they would have it. But on LimeWire, you can type in like I would type in like Kanye West. Um, Basement freestyle and it oh, and wow. then pop up do 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 and then you just download it and then put it on your iPod wow and then me and Desmond would just be going around slumping it like uh, wow like Kanye the most overlooked yes sir and we just be slapping it like it's a regular song yeah Desmond used to be up on the culture back in the day yeah that, that guy is culture. so oblivious <clears throat> to shit now mm-hmm. he'd be like who is uh who is little baby who is that he for sure be like two he he be like. I say he a month late on everything. Yeah, he probably a month or so. He be sending us links to shit we heard three years ago. <laughs> he be like, dude, you're so fucking late, man. He was yeah. the one putting me up on shit, and now he a dad, man. Yeah, he, he just he just be out of the loop. Yeah, he be like, oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, man, there's that. Um, switching gears, um, Bumble, the the dating app Bumble had a class action lawsuit, um, and here are the details in regards to that. Bumble app messaging, 3 million class action lawsuit. Uh, certain Bumble app users are eligible to claim cash or Bumble super swipes thanks to 3 million, 3 million settlement resolving claims of discrimination in Bumble messaging. The class, action, the class is made up, of Bumble, made up of Bumble app users in California who uh, used the app between May 2016 and July 1st, 2021 and identified as a man interested in women. A class action lawsuit has accused Bumble of discriminating against male app users who identified as being interested in women because of the Bumble app only allows women to send messages first. The Oh, what the hell is this? What the fuck? No, I don't want to see that. Uh, the Bumble dating app grew to 100 million users in 2020, according to the business of apps. Bumble denies any allegations of wrongdoing, and the court has not ruled in favor of either party. Instead of the party's Instead, the parties have agreed to the settlement of resolving the issue in order to avoid the cost of burden of moving forward with litigation. If the court grants final approval in the settlement, each class member who had an active Bumble app, a Bumble app account on the notice date and does not ask to be excluded from the settlement will receive a one time deposit of 20 free Bumble super swipes, a total of benefit of of value of thirty one dollars and ninety eight cents in their Bumble app account. Class members who submit a valid claim will be eligible to receive a proportionate share of Bumble messaging settlement fund after attorney's fees and other expenses have been deducted. Class members without any inactive Bumble app account or or who elect not to receive the 20 free Bumble swipes who submit valid claim will receive two portions of the pro rata share 
supposed to say data share from the state settlement fund. It's expected to be pro rate share will be about thirty dollars. However, that number could be adjusted up or down based on the number of claims submitted. Okay, here's the deal. First of all, I think they should offer some head in that settlement. Right. I need my dick sucked. Fuck yeah. this shit. I don't want no swipes. We need some. We need some residual. We know. We need some uh, uh, restitution head. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking around. <laughs> no, nah, but this is why you got to get off day naps, fellas and ladies and gentlemen. Get off this fucking. If this is more, since we're talking about men here that are, that are part of the lawsuit, um, get off of these day naps. Get off of them. I've been off of them for years, man, and. Like what's sad about this lawsuit is they're, they 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 they're giving you free swipes, so they're only wanting you to, to use, use their, their app, app more. even more. Yeah, this is just sad, dude. Let's be clear: if you're on Bumble, if you're on Tinder, or any of these little apps, these dating apps, you're not looking for love, man. That's not how love works. You you can't just swipe through people's faces. We have to stop treating human interaction like fast food. Like when you go through McDonald's drive-thru, you, hey, let me get a double cheeseburger. Let me get the sweetie meal. Let me get whatever. And you get your shit through the window and your relationship with the person that's giving you the food lasts about 15 seconds max mm-hmm. and you out the door. That's how we treat and date now. Mm-hmm. That's not how human interaction works. Yeah. All you're basically doing, and this is, just, I'm just being real. The reason why I got off of these apps is because of how I was viewing women. It was it was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Ooh, she got a big booty. She got some nice titties. Ooh, I would fuck her. Let me like her page." I was objectifying women at I, it was it was only exacerbating how I viewed women, mm-hmm. and that's not cool. Mm-hmm. So I got the fuck off of it because the only the I never had success on date naps. All I did was fuck chicks on there. Mm-hmm. There was never any relationships that started off of it. Nothing. I would just, you know, we go on a date and talk, and then we probably wouldn't talk anymore, or we would fuck. Mm-hmm. So fucking is not success. <laughs> yeah. yeah if you, if, <clears throat> I've never been in a relationship with a girl on Tinder. I've never been in a relationship with a girl on Bumble. I only fucked them. Mm-hmm. So this is unhealthy. Were they like cool people, though? I mean, I, they was cool enough to fuck. <laughs> I, it, wasn't, it wasn't nothing serious. Yeah. So you're only exacerbating... You know the 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 promiscuity that exists in the world. You could end up being a promiscuous person. Mm-hmm. I'm not handing out dick like Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. So I'd rather be like, look, I'll take my chances out in the world. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Some people would be like, you crazy. So you mean to tell me you rather get way less pussy than be on these apps? Yeah, I'd rather do that because I actually have a soul. I'm not mm-hmm. a soulless person. Mm-hmm. And these apps are no good. And yeah. and when women are using these, the way and you start to devalue women, and women start to devalue men because all you look at is a cute face. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he tall? He's six three. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen girls literally say, "You need to be over six foot." I'm like, "Yeah, they used to be having that on there." Like, six do you re- feet, don't talk to me. Do you realize how many men aren't six foot in America? Mm-hmm. Like, the number of men over six foot is like six something percent. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And it also could make you have unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you see a girl's picture, you liking and stuff, y'all link up, and she looks nothing like you've seen in there. Yeah. She looks nothing like the pictures that she posted. But I think, do, do people still get catfish like that? Fuck yeah. It's not, but here's the thing. It's not exactly catfish because it's the same chick, but it's the same chick probably like 70 pounds ago. Yeah. 
I be, I just be wondering because I feel like you um you could kind of tell like we we know the tricks we know yeah that if a girl is only uh, posting pictures of her face she might be a little bit chubby or um, if she's taking certain angles her booty may not be that big or you know but I'm just I'm just curious to know like if if guys are still falling for those for the okie doke of course they are because yeah. men don't use their brains they just uh-huh. use their dicks to think. Yeah, they just like oh she no looks raining a dick. Oh yeah, she looks she looks just oh I gotta gotta like some men men are controlled by sex. Mm-hmm. When you stop allowing yourself to be controlled by sex, now you become a man. Yeah, and I think that's why so many like strip clubs are full because men are controlled by sex. Mm-hmm. They're controlled by the idea of sex. Mm-hmm. Like I could be talking to a chick and things will be going great, but if she throws a curveball at me or starts playing games, I cut her off. I don't I don't stick around and pander to her and shit because I want some pussy. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, but mo- a lot of men pander, aren't like pander, pander. A lot of men aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- this 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 whole clash action lawsuit is hilarious. And I think that the the guy that the guy that filed the lawsuit, he's better off just not doing that. I just think he this guy had no success on the app. Like, no, he probably was never getting, he got zero pussy on there, and he just got mad at women. Bumble is a tough one, though. Yeah. Because it's, first of all, it's the women have to make the first move. Women aren't built like that. Yeah. (laughs) You get a lot of, like, cheesy. Yeah, very. You guys don't know what the fuck to say to a man. It's sad. Like, hey, are those glasses prescription? Yeah, you'd be like, are you serious? I'm going to take that tired-ass pickup line. Yeah, and women have the nerve to talk about how badly we, the dumb shit we say. First of all, I know men say stupid shit. Yeah. But for Christ's sake, there are women that just say hi. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, how's it going? They'd be like, well, how's your day? And you just be like, can this you find- This conversation is going nowhere. It's going nowhere. Yeah. What, what, are, we, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's why I like- I would just keep it short-ended and just exchange texts and set up dates. That's what I used it for, to set up dates and go get something to eat or talk or something like that mm-hmm. in person. Yeah. You know, and what I found, too, is a lot of women don't have great conversation. They just, they like you to lead it. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're cracking jokes. You're just being yourself. And they just like, oh, my God, you're so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't heard you say nothing of substance this whole time. Yeah, all you said was I'm funny. You're like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Um <laughs> We could go back to your place if that's cool. <laughs> like, well, fuck it. Dang. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as the dating app culture, it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's played out. I, th- I yeah. think, though, if that's what you're looking for, then, you know, handle it, man. You know, if you, if you 18, 19, 20 years old and you, you go to CSUB or whatever um, college around America and you know that that's you that's that's your way of you know right fulfilling that experience or that whole phase or whatever um handle it but as far as like a grown man you shouldn't you shouldn't be Mm-mm. 39 years old on no dating apps you you will feel out of place too because yes. <laughs> because it's going to be some 20 21 22 19 year old people in there, you're gonna be swiping right on a whole bunch of I can't communicate with women that kids. young. Yeah, oh, no. you're gonna be like 10 plus years old. What are they? What people. are these young women considered? Are they Generation Z? Is that what it is? Uh, I think so. Gen Zers, yeah, they're like Gen Z. So it's like you get through having sex with them, they're like, it's the dick for me. Uh, <laughs> that's how they communicate. Period. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> you'd be like, what is yeah, going on? 
That's a wild statement to say when you got smacked. What? It's the dick for me. <laughs> and she won't even tell you that. She's going to go straight to her social media. Yeah, she's going to straight to it. She won't say nothing. It's the dick for me and then tag you. Yeah. So you're like, just don't like, tag me in this, man. Like, dang, you, you going to be finished? Like, oh, yeah, that was that was cool. I'm going to go get me some water. And she's going to roll over and grab her iPhone and post on Twitter, it's the dick for me. Now, this is the funny one. What if you have sex with this chick and you think you really put in work and then you go to her post and it's like, niggas ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it be, man. <laughs> You go to your you, after you have sex with her. You go to her social media. It's like men just men really think they're doing something and they're yeah. just terrible. You be like, damn, dang. It was a vibrator when you need one. Oh dang. man, yeah, yeah. But the, the dating apps is that's a yeah, that's a young person's game. Yes, I think that uh, this lawsuit is more um, comedic than anything. It is. I can't. I when I read it, I was like, is this a joke? And then I hit you about it, and you was like, yeah, I got the same email. Yeah, send me an email. So, yeah, I just don't know um, how much stock to put in this. It's, it, I mean, you know, if is there some money attached to it, you say, or it's just the free swipes? I don't know, bro. <clears throat> if it's some money attached to it, I'm going to fill out, you know, my, do a sign it, my It's some signature. money attached to it, but it's super low. It's like, like $30 nothing. or something. Something like that. Yeah, that's some gas money. I could, I could rock with that. Yeah. I, I just don't see them winning. I think that, I think that, um, the idea of Bumble is actually pretty cool because they're, you know, it's, there's a lot of toxicity when it comes to like the other apps because men are like, you know, men be saying some wild stuff. Um, so, you know, I guess, it, you know, on one end, it, it makes women feel a little bit more comfortable when they can right. kind of control, uh, you know, th- the conversation in that aspect. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just don't I, I don't see it's just kind of a it's a joke more than but anything. the problem <laughs> with the app, though, is that's not how women operate. Women don't like to lead the interaction. Yeah, the men men usually lead things. They lead conversations. Men usually are the ones that assert themselves to walk up to women. Men are usually the one to initiate conversation. Yeah. So if honestly, I tell women this: if you don't want men coming and saying wild shit, get off dating apps because it's not going to be good either way. Because you don't know what the fuck to say to a man. First uh-huh. of all, and if you're afraid of men saying wild shit to you, just get off the app. Yeah, so it's wild out here. Because you can't rely on men not saying wild shit. Men yeah. say wild shit. Yeah. Right? And and it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just like there's like you're gonna be judged for stuff. Like it's it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But these apps are trash, bro. Like you are better off organically meeting somebody at fucking Walmart or the mm-hmm. gas station or Target mm-hmm. or out in the world. Like you meet people places. And you could personal. Yeah. You, it's better to personalize those situations rather than see a big booty Jessica that lives in Bakersfield that's twenty five, and you send a few messages, and it usually never goes anywhere. Yeah, it, like more interactions don't go anywhere. Yeah, it's like you guys match. You you, you talk for a second, and then nothing happens. Yeah, I mean the the, the only the the only great thing that they're. Um the thing that those apps are good at is basically um, showing who's attracted to who. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They need to just create, they need to cut out all the bullshit and create a very, um, a very, they just need to create an app for people who want to hook up. They need to have um, your, uh, your STD test or your, <laughs> do it like a, a sex, like do an STD screen yeah. and have that like 
have that available on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, where you live, you're not looking for something serious. They might as well create an app for people that want to fuck because that's all these apps are. Yeah. All these apps are, if you're on Tinder, and I'll make this, I'll make a broad statement, I don't care, male or female, if you have used Tinder for X amount of years, you have fucked somebody on Tinder. You have fucked somebody on Bumble. Everyone has. If you have these apps, you're using them, Mm -hmm. period. And people will never admit it, but there's like, especially when people that are busy, they use these apps apps to kind of like expedite the process. Oh yeah, especially like if you're out of town or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you, you, uh, you, you from Florida and you visit in L.A. for a week. Right. Like you gonna hop on Tinder and then just you know yep. keep swiping until you you link up with something. Yeah, and these apps yeah. are crazy too because, in a way, they they also <clears throat> these apps can. Um, if you're a person, you could be sneaky with these apps too. You could be matching with people and stuff. Yeah. You have a L.A. profile while living in Bakersfield. It's location based though. It's location based. Unless you, I think, unless you pay for it, you could put yourself in different oh. positions. But I definitely, definitely like me personally. I probably did like some very unsafe things. Not not as far as like sexually transmitted yeah. disease or anything, but just like unsafe as far as like meeting with people and right. different in different places or bringing people to your to your crib and yeah, stuff. Having like Having sex that, in you, public bathrooms and stuff. That time, like, I'm just. <laughs> 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 How'd you know? I'm just oh like, man! But not like, yeah, you just, you just, cause I mean, you, you out here and you, you like a squirrel trying to get a nut, right? Yeah. So, you out here and you just like, man, I, I just want to like link up with such and such, and you know, you be like, hey, just come over to my dorm or come over to my to my crib or whatever the case may be and it's just like you don't even know this person yeah you don't yeah and then you got these random people in your house and you you don't know nothing about them outside of you don't need that be attracted to them you don't need that energy man yeah it's it's bad energy Mm -hmm. and then it's like you don't ever want to get caught up in being that guy that like you hang out with a chick you fucked her and then now, oh, you match with another girl, you take her out, and then you fucked her. That's not cool. Yeah. Now you you're now what you're doing is you're not putting no value on your dick now. Yeah. Now you just shoving your dick anywhere you can. Mm-hmm. That's just not that's no self control. Yeah, and then on top of that, um, there starts to be overlap between like you know people you know and yeah, you start to you start to see like maybe girls. There, there was a time where I, I met a girl on there, and she, um, she knew somebody that I went to school with, and she was like, "Hey, how do you know such and such?" That's yeah. And she was like, "You know, I just, just letting you know, just to, to tell you, so it's not weird or anything." And me at the time, like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, get it in. But you know that 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 tends to happen. I mean, and, you know, and we don't want to speak too much about certain situations, but yeah. it, it just, you know, it, it, it's a. Uh, you, you start to see the same people. Yeah. Over and over. True. Usually when girls say that statement, like, uh, so how do you know so-and-so? That usually means they have some type of history with that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know so-and-so? That means either they fuck that dude or they have a history with that dude. That dude try to hit on him or something. And I'm hip to it because I've been on enough dates and did this tender bullshit. But mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so how do you know uh, so-and-so from X and Y? And I'll be like, um, um, and it's like now you put me in a position where I got to answer this stupid fucking question. And yeah. I know you fucked this guy or used to. It's like, stop it. 
How do you mean? Like, what do you mean? How do I know him? We came out of the same vagina. <laughs> it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Like, how do you know Quante? I was like, that's my brother. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I remember a long, like, it's been times where you match with a chick. And if you ask one of your homeboys, like, hey, do you know, just for the hell of it, you ask, do you know her? They'll be like, oh, I smashed her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like, if you know a chick and you ask your homeboy, hey, do you know this chick? And they say, oh, yeah, I smashed her. Leave her alone. Because the chances of her getting smashed by a bunch of people is very high. Because that, but also it happens outside of that. Right. Like, I, (laughs) this is like, this is story, story time. There was this girl, and I and I'm not I don't want to give like too much details, but she came over. We watched a little she was in the like the, the film program at, the, at New Mexico State. So she came over, you know, I bought a movie. We watched this the movie and we was hanging out. We did our thing. Right. And then I was kind of like the end of that. It didn't really materialize into anything. Um, so um, a few months go by and this same girl is like hanging out with my roommate. Like, you know, kicking it, watching movies, doing almost doing the same thing that, you know, the same type of situation we had. Wow. And um, like for me, I, I was just like, hey, I let the, the guy know because he seemed to like actually like her a lot. Oh, man. Um, but he, I mean, he didn't he didn't seem to mind it at all. So I was like, oh, OK, that's that's cool. You told your roommate to be like, hey, bro, I had her screaming Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But um, but I say that to say, like, this is happening in real life. So imagine on dating apps where, you know, you this it's a little bit more discreet. Like, you don't really have to, you know, have these real interactions. You can right. have, you could be texting three or four, you know, people or communicating with three or four people um, on these dating apps and, you know, setting up different dates and stuff like that. So, you know, it, 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 it makes it much easier to run into something that, you know, somebody yeah. else has ran into. Yeah, and it... it, it it cre- this has created a serial dating society. Uh-huh. And what I mean by serial dater, you could tell, you could tell when women are serial daters when you go on a dates with them by the shit that they ask you and what they say. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like they have a script in their mind of the shit they they're going to exactly. Yeah, yeah like they've been, they've been through so many dates. Right. That, you know, they have they 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 know what they like and they know what they dislike. So they're right. not even trying to get to know you. They're trying no. to like. They're trying to get you to answer these list of questions right. that they have for so you. So you really don't know what the fuck you want. Yeah. But you think by asking me your little bullshit list that it's gonna it's I'm gonna turn into this guy that you it's like just stop it. I, I also hate like the fake the fake questions. Like yeah. um so say say like and not that I'm out there like that, I'm just right. giving an example. But um say for me, like I don't necessarily clock in or clock out, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll I'll go on a date and she'll be like so how was work today? You know, kind of trying to. She wants react. to find out. She wants to know where what I do, how much money I make, et cetera, right, et cetera. Right, but right, you know, right. she'll ask it in a, like a yes. backhanded way, like yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Here's mm-hmm. another thing women do that you know that I've noticed, right? Because in a way, women are evaluating and judging you. We we are all judging each other, um, in in general, pretty much on most, almost every date I've ever been on. You know, I tend to like walk women out to their car, whatever like that, mm-hmm. whether we're whatever restaurant or whatever. And they always say, oh, where did you park at? They don't give a fuck where you parked. 
They just want to see what you're driving. They're not going to walk you to your car. They're not going to walk I'm you to your gonna car. I'm not going to walk you to your car, and then you're going to walk me to my car. Right, right, right. <laughs> they just want to know what you're driving. They're trying to evaluate how much money you got. And women, you could deny it all the fuck you want, hmm. but you want to know what a man's driving, which, by, by the way, is a terrible fucking evaluation for how much money a man is making. Because yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't really. e- yeah, because a lot of on us, both ends though. On both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking evaluation because just because people have nice things, that just means they have more debt. Like yeah. if you got a seven hundred and fifty dollar truck payment, you may have a nice truck, but you ain't got no money like that. Yeah, you ain't got no spending money. So it's ain't like got no cash. A lot of times, that's what women are doing too. Like mm-hmm. when they ask those little questions, like, so how was work? They want to know. And here's another one. Well, they say uh, women love a man in uniform. You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. It's not true. They don't give a fuck about uniforms. It's the, the job. Huh? The uniforms just tell you what job we work yeah, at. Yeah. And it tell you how, how much, much money, money we make. make. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Women don't give a fuck, but when they know you're a cop, when they know you're a fireman, when they know you're a truck driver, when they know you're an electrician, mm-hmm. they know what's on your fucking shirt. Yeah. So it's like, stop it. And a lot of this is just very disingenuous. But women will be like, you'll be talking, they'll be like, oh, when's your birthday? They don't give a fuck about your birthday. Mm-hmm. They just want to know what's your what's your fucking zodiac sign. sign. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you're a Pisces. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You're like, shut your that ass up. You dated every sign and they all was toxic. Yeah. Shut up. This yeah. is I feel like this is a bad <laughs> say you dated every sign. You dated every nigga with every sign. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And now you like, oh, well, you're a Pisces. That's interesting. The last guy that I dated that was a Pisces. Let's just say I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and, and then w- when they say shit like that, I don't even pry. I'm just like, so you was getting beat Baby. up. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. The last guy I dated was a Pisces and he was swimming through my pussy. He was like, well, <laughs> Pisces time. That's what girls do too. They be on dates comparing you to all type of niggas. Oh my God. They compare you to all kinds of guys. And, it, and it's really uncomfortable because I don't ever look to a woman in my past and look for to conveniently bring her up and say, yeah, I get that. I dated this girl and you know she kind of had hair like you or this and that. But women never catch when they do this bullshit. Women be on a date like, oh, my, boy, my last boyfriend was about your height. Like, Stand up for me. Look, I, I say this respectfully because there's a lot of things that men do that are completely ignorant. But trust me when I tell you, ladies, shut up. <laughs> Stop doing this shit. <laughs> shut up. Stop bringing up the last five fucking boyfriends you dated on a date. We don't give a fuck. We either, That's crazy. We're either there to meet you and get to know you or we want to fuck you. That's all <laughs> we want to do. We want to fuck you or we want to get to know you. All that other shit is bullshit. We don't give a fuck about it. And And... Sometimes we know the guy. Right. So you don't even have to, you know, do this whole, like, description of Not to mention, you talking bad about a guy you used to date doesn't make you look better, so stop it. Yeah, that's true. For all we know, he could have been a great guy. You could have fucked up the relationship. So stop talking about that. Because you're never going to say whatever you did wrong. Yeah, you're never going to mention that. I never had an experience where somebody was like... I screwed up, you know, I cheated on my boyfriend, and then that kind of ended it. I would respect that. Generally, it's like, yeah, he was just very toxic, and I just had to get away from him, and it just didn't didn't work out between us. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, yeah, he was just really sneaky, and the whole time you was taking a walk of shame four times a week with three different dudes. Getting dicked down. Getting dicked down. Tinder dick. Bro, I know women who have have cheated on (laughs) some of my homies and still trashed him online. 
<laughs> I'm talking about girls that were blatantly cheating and the relationship ended. And these girls is like, men just don't, they need to get it together. And then all their friends in the comment, that's right, girl, get you a man that could be on your level. And it's like, that's the worst kind of woman. It's like, girl, if you, like, I know you, I know yeah. the real you. Yeah. I, I know what you did to my homie. I know how you lied and cheated on him. And these yeah. are the same women that are out on the dating scene, serial dating and shitting on their exes. Yeah. It's like, yo, shut up. That's crazy. Like, stop it. Stop it. It's sad, man. Mm-hmm. And and now, it, like, these dating apps have created a, a fast food version of interaction. No one's experienced each other. It, no one is experiencing each other anymore because with social media and dating apps, it, it's created a world of just, um, it lacks, um, it, it lacks an organic, um, you <laughs> just made up a word. No, it lacks an or, organic. It, it lacks an organic um, <laughs> interaction. I said organic. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put, put an asterisk next to that. <laughs> Fix that, please. Edit uh, point. Spell checker. <laughs> Spell checker, please. You know what happens? Like obviously, organic is not the most like most syllabic word or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, But you just get in a flow Mm -hmm. and you start to use these words and you pull in them from real spaces and you actually know the definition. Right. But you just, you just add extra sauce on it. It's because your, your brain and mouth have to be in unison and when they're not, it could kind (laughs) of throw you off. And when you're also thinking of what else to say, like this podcast has no dead air because we process things very fast Yeah, and we talk for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what I'm basically saying is, is it's, it's completely got rid of the organic um, uh, relationships we have with people <laughs> like now it's not it's not like natural anymore yeah back in the day when you got a girl's phone number you literally had to call her fucking house it used to you, you know that and and also that that angst that you had about calling the house yes it kind of like made you a man you yeah know I mean? right now, now it's it's there's no pressure because it's right. just a text message you don't have to hear the other person's voice if they don't like what you said, as far as the text messages, that there's no response. You don't have to. Right. I mean, you may never even speak to that. You may swipe right on somebody and never speak to them. But you mm-hmm. know, if a, if a female you meet her, <clears throat> you know, back in the day at the at the mall or or at school or something like that, and then you get home that night, she's like, "Hey, give me a call whenever you know, whenever you're free or whatever." And then you sitting on the phone, you may be a little bit nervous. You dialed a number up. And then you got it ring a couple times. You may hang it up before they answer. Then you may call back again, and the dad or the mom answer the phone, and you got to ask for her, whatever the case yeah. may be. It was just a whole different energy, and you and you used to have to put forth real effort into uh, yeah you know, into community. And you had to learn. Like I, I remember at a certain point in time, I almost forgot how to talk on the phone. It's crazy. Like you know when when text messages was was real heavy, and somebody would call you or or vice versa. Um, you wouldn't even know. I just didn't even like. I had to relearn how to talk on the phone, and that was something that I like. I love really talking on through. the phone. Yeah, exactly. I love talking on the phone because it it gives you like a podcast vibe. Everything's yeah. see the best look, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. The best way to get to learn somebody is talk to them on the phone because they can't be fake. Yeah. They could try to be fake for five minutes, but when you extend that conversation to 30, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. now the real them comes out. Mm-hmm. And what happens over time is you have to think on the fly. 
Every, as you're talking, everything's coming out, everything's coming out, and you can say some shit that really reveals your character. She'd be like, yeah, like, you know, you know, I, if she, if you're talking to a woman, everything's going good, and she's like, yeah, these guys, like, I don't take them serious. I just get what I want, and I'm out of it. And you'd be like, oh, okay, I know what you about now. Yeah. You know, for the first mm-hmm. 15, for the first 15 minutes, you had me bamboozled. Yeah, man. You had me going. You mm-hmm. had me believing it, but now, and here's the thing, like, <clears throat> People say, "Well, you shouldn't judge her." I'm not. Honestly, I am judging her the same way women judge us. I'm, yeah. I'm judging your ass. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Like, uh, and I, I don't want to. It's guess this is a subtopic, but we all judge each other. Just like the girl that wants to know where you park after the date, she just wants to know what car you drive. She don't give a fuck where you parked. She's not concerned about your well being. She's not concerned. Leave. No, she's not. Con- or. Whatever. No, wherever you leave, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. The same way, like if you see a girl with her ass cheeks out, you're not being like, "Wow, she would sure make a great wife." <laughs> you ain't thinking that shit. You like, dang, she got her ass out. She already halfway ready. Yeah, <laughs> doggy style would be amazing. Yeah, like that's doggy style, and that is Rachel Ray over there. <laughs> we we only see two different women. We see Rachel Ray, Rachel Ray, which is like. You know, almost like the, the the supportive wife that loves to cook, and then we see the opposite of Rachel Ray, which is the girl that's twerking. Yeah, and has her ass cheeks showing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of you gotta you could be two, you could be both though. Rachel, Rachel Ray kind of thick, huh? Rachel Ray, she older, she still kind of she got that she Italian thick, <laughs> lot lot of carbs, <laughs> lot lot of raviolis. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different type of thickness, though. She got like she a wide, room. huh? Yeah, she's pretty wide. <laughs> it's something about her that's sexy to me. I don't know why. There's certain women that I'm really attracted to mm-hmm. that they're just, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about them. Like Queen Latifah is one of them. Uh, Rachel Ray. It was Oprah for a long time. Yeah, Oprah, yeah. Oprah was thick, too. Oprah has something about her, man. I don't know what it was. Rachel Ray, is a, she's a strange kind of thick to where, like, she don't got a lot of, like, like a roundness to her Right. To her body or her butt, but right. like she just thick still. It's like a cannoli, like a <laughs> <laughs> like a bread roll. It's like a it's like a creamy, <laughs> it's a cre- creamy pasta. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, I love Rachel Ray. I like a little voice too. People mm-hmm. hate her voice because like, she's got like a raspy yeah. voice. Like, all right, guys, we're gonna make some raviolis today. In this a little E V O O. Oh yeah. <laughs> Extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> you know what would be busting me up about um, uh, certain like uh, cooks that are on the cooking channel? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, just add a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. And when they say and a little bit of salt, it'd be man. like a whole bottle. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, you're trying to kill somebody with this shit. They don't measure nothing either. A little it's bit like, of salt. Ksh, ksh, ksh. Yeah, Ember Lagasse was probably the number one guy for that. He'd be like, get a little bit of parsley, bam! <laughs> a little bit of salt, pepper, bam! <laughs> yeah, I think I think Emerald was in the mob, bro. I don't know. Probably so. Emerald seems like a mobster. Am I, imagine uh, Emerald doing porn. He'd be like, "Hey, you could, he'd be hitting it from the back." Bam, bam, <laughs> bam, bam. I'm gonna come, bam. A <laughs> little bit of porcelain, a <laughs> little bit of parmesan. Oh, yeah. That was just unnecessary conversation. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, there's that. Um, do you, get off. Do you, the, get off. Huh? Do you think that some people um, used to watch shows like uh, like Rachel Ray's show just because they was just attracted to her? 
I think they were attracted to her more as a person instead of like sexually, though. Uh-huh. She seems like a very <clears throat> attractive person. There are yeah. some people that are very attractive, yeah. meaning not from a sexual, but like their their Just personalities. The of, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that Steve guy, Steve uh, uh, Steve Br- Bruce or whatever the guy that did uh, Blues Clues. Clues. Yeah, he has a very like attractive nature, meaning like he can engage you and you really will listen to him. Yeah, you know, he probably I mean? get a lot of hoes with that act. Yeah, he'd be like, hey. He walk up to a random girl at a bar. I never forgot you. She's like, "Oh my god, fuck me!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and Blue have been looking for you all night. <laughs> I seen you in the VIP section. You know what's gonna happen? They gonna do. Uh, you know how Boondocks is good at that, like where they take like famous characters and then right. create these whole storylines, like what they did with Bob Ross and stuff, mm-hmm. or even on Atlanta where they got a episode with with Justin Bieber or mm-hmm. something like that. They're going to have an episode out there like that with Steve yeah. where they really document what was going on in the past 20 years. <laughs> that nigga was in college turning up, popping mollies. Oh, man. <clears throat> That'll be crazy. <laughs> I never forgot about you. <laughs> I had a couple of DUIs. <laughs> Me and Blue got a little bit wild in college. People, you missing out, bro. If y'all don't parody that little, uh, yeah, hopefully they, it's somebody doing it. But that'd be hilarious. Like, really saying what he was really doing. Yeah. I snorted a few lines. Popped a few mollies. <laughs> got a DUI. But now I'm back. And it's I a crazy world, guys. Yeah. It's a crazy world, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> no, but I was thinking, too, another <clears throat> downside to these day naps are the fact that a lot of people in relationships, for some reason... They still use these apps and they're wasting everyone's fucking time. Oh, it do. It'd it be, it be people on there with like open relationships too. Yeah, it's like, before. what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing you know, the, you know, the women I respect the most, I like the women who will completely reject you and your energy. And here's what I mean I've, I've seen a girl like whether it be out and about somewhere and she'll have a nice body or whatever. And you know, I'll, I'll make, I don't know. You, you kind of create a small interaction, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I had those brownies. Those brownies are nice. Those are really good. And they'd be like, oh, thanks. Like, if when they do that, oh, thanks. When a woman doesn't try to prolong that conversation, I'm out. I'm going to leave her it's alone. in and out, huh? I'm going to leave her alone because mm-hmm. she's telling me, hey, we're done here. I'm not attracted to you or I have a boyfriend or a husband. Leave me alone. Yeah. I respect those women. Mm-hmm. The women I don't respect. Are the women that are like, oh yeah, these brownies are good. So when did you have them? Oh my god, that's so crazy. Was it so? Da, da, da. And you're talking back and forth, back and forth, and the conversation is a little deeper than just you meeting a stranger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little more personal. You yeah. kind of when it, you kind of can feel a little bit of the sexual. Energy. When they start asking certain questions about you, like yeah, yeah. so where do you work out at? And oh, yeah, you go to Planet Fitness. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Now it's getting a little more personal. And then after all of that, she'll be like, "Yeah, my boyfriend works You're out like, at Planet oh, Fitness." Oh my god! And it's like we don't have this whole conversation, and your boyfriend wouldn't condone of like the topics. Exactly, mm. exactly. So people don't mm-hmm. got no respects for their partner no more. Mm-hmm. It's like if you had respect for your man. You wouldn't even entertain this conversation because mm-hmm. by the way I approached you, I don't even. I don't, it, it, you don't even have to approach a woman disrespectfully for them to know that you want to fuck them. Mm-hmm. They know you want to fuck them, dog. Mm-hmm. If you have an interest in anybody from a very surface level, you want to fuck them. I don't yeah. think that that's that's it's irrefutable. That's an irrefutable point. Mm-hmm. If you say like, "Oh, I find them attractive." Translation, I would love to fuck that person. That's basically what that means, right? Ideal situation. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. So when someone has made that type of interest in you in public, you need to be like, "Er, pump your brakes, sir. 
mm-hmm. I'm married. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you don't even have to do it in a disrespectful or rude right. way. Right. Because that's where people, this is the thing too, like, dudes got to stop being so sensitive. Like, yeah, they do. It'd be, it be girls that'd be like, you know, like, hey, shorty, like, what's your name? What's your what's, what's your sign? Whatever. That's like old school, but yeah, it's bullshit. You know, that's yeah. just, you know, for the sake of this example. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Or sorry, I have a husband. And then the dude will be mad at that. Oh, like, for real? Well, you, can't, you can't talk to me since you got a husband. It's just like, no, Shut like, up, you know, you don't, she don't have to entertain you. But even like if that's her approach and, you know, she don't want to entertain your nonsense, that's that's fine. But also it's fine to just be like to entertain the 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 uh, the conversation or if he is asking you a question or like whatever you were saying, like um where you're at, where, whatever you're asking about food in the aisle or something like that. And she just keep it short and then just go on about her day. Like, hey, have a nice day. And then just go on. Like, that's fine too. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be rude or disrespectful, but we don't, we don't, as, as a, as a guy approaching a woman, like we don't, um, we don't, we don't deserve anything in that interaction. No, women don't <laughs> owe you shit, man. Mm-hmm. They don't, women do not owe you anything. But here's the positive thing about rejection. You could plant a seed, meaning, that I've been rejected, like, hey, we should hang out, have some drinks. She'd be like, oh, well, I'm currently talking to somebody. I'd be like, hey, no problem. You know, it's all good. Be safe. Whatever, right? Just You just take the rejection and move on. Because yeah. let's be clear, fellas. Women owe you nothing. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, is when the chick that rejected you or, you know, told you that she was talking to somebody, whatever, she's seen how kindly you accepted that. And once she's off with that dude, she's going to be trying to initiate something with you. You get that double back pussy. Yeah. She's like, hey, so how have you been? And then what it is is they'll bring it up in conversation like, yeah, like it's a crazy world. It's just better to be single now. You know, I just stay to myself. That's an open invitation. <laughs> now, yeah. now she's like, she's giving you, she's telling you this shit because she wants you to be like, you're like, oh, so you single? So hey, so how about that? How about them drinks? Let's go have some drinks. She's like, oh, that would be great. Yeah, somebody somebody was telling me uh, like a situation where he had uh, responded to this girl's story, and this is a girl that had a like a, a boyfriend for for a while, right? And the the response that he had or said to the girl was kind of that of like. Some something alluding to her boyfriend, or like okay. your boy, like your boyfriend let you go out the house like that, or some something along those lines, and then she just was like, "I ain't got no boyfriend no more," and I was Ooh. like, "But that's the thing, like she in the ideal world, and you know, I, that that situation, it didn't nothing ever happen, but mm-hmm. you know, if that's the situation where you be cool, you be cordial, you're not pressing up on her, you ain't texting her." Or, Commenting on everything she got going on, she gonna she notices that energy, and then you know, yeah, when she's single, she gonna be like, "Dang, he was he was cool with me when I was you know in a relationship, and now I'm free. I can, you know, yeah, that's true, that's true. And you know, if you just keep your distance and don't, you ain't gotta be. See, the worst dudes is the ones that's on every comment. Mm-hmm. Like every time the chick posts a picture of herself, they like, "Damn, girl, you're so drop dead gorgeous." Like you know. Let a real king take you out for dinner. It's like you asking a woman out in the comments. Dude's weird. That's like that's. I mean, you. What do you expect her to say? Yeah, she gonna bypass all the other comments with her mom and her best friend <laughs> on there to respond to you. That's how you know some men have no idea how to talk to women. Yeah, like at all. You you see, and it's it happens. I think even more so on Facebook. Um, 
where you see guys in there like, it's bad. hey, beautiful, thank you for the ad. I'm like, why are you yeah. thanking some girl for ad? Thank you for the ad is the most creepy, weird <laughs> shit. Stop thanking women. Like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> She's a nobody. Thank she you for adding me. That's why. Thank you for adding me. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Jerking off to her photos? What the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Thank you for this premium content. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all needed to start OnlyFans, man. Get some money. Like, yeah, some y'all of giving shit, away too much free content. Yeah, it's this girl that posted a shirt. Like she posted a picture of her, like her shirt was like kind of see through. You see her nipples and shit. I'm like, yo, just go to OnlyFans and post the same photo. Yeah, that's five dollars a month. You could be getting. Yeah, you get you you get an easy thirty subscribers. I, you know, some girls would easily get thirty subscribers. Let me let's do the math. It's, it's, especially it's some girls here, like locally in Bakersfield, that guys are like really attracted to. Yes, and they would be like, "Yo, I've been waiting to see what she looked like," or you know, that picture was crazy. Like you know that she posted on Instagram. I'm, I'm curious to see what she looked like without her clothes off or whatever, or with her clothes off. So dudes will for sure pay that. Yeah, pay that, pay that fee. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just post the quality content on there, keep them interested, you'll be, you'll be getting to a bag. Yeah, there's some chicks out here that legitimately got OnlyFans, man. Uh-huh. And I would not pay a fucking dollar to see them. <laughs> not a dollar. Hmm. You ain't about to get my $5. I work too hard for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, We don't experience moments anymore. Me and Keith were talking about this before the podcast. And... It's crazy because let's say, for example, right, let's say when you see people in a club and they got their phone like this and they like listening to the music and they got all their friends in the photo doing this, they want you to believe they're having a good time. Mm -hmm. That's all they want. They're, They're fighting for perception. Yeah. Like when you're having a really good time. You're more consumed by the moment. You're not even thinking about your phone. You're not thinking about your phone. Mm-hmm. And I remember all these moments when I was a kid and I didn't have a phone and how much things I, how many moments I retained and mm-hmm. how I felt when events were happening. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when OJ Simpson was running from the police. Mm-hmm. I remember every minute of that because it was during the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the NBA finals. It was the Houston Rockets and the Knicks or I can't remember who the fuck was playing. But it popped up on the screen during the game, and it was little, and it was in the corner. You know how they sometimes they they put the, and I was we was watching OJ run away. We was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. So this is like nineteen ninety four, ninety five, mm-hmm. and we're like, what's going on? And I remember you know that whole thing. But nowadays with that going on, everybody's on their phone. Mm-hmm. They're on Instagram. They're on this and that. And that, look, that's not the best moment to mention, you know, to remembering a moment. You know, because imagine a Michael Jackson concert. Mm-hmm. People used to cry at Michael Jackson concerts. Oh my God. Remember the, Pass little, out. Remember the little kids in the front row? Like, Michael, yeah. cry. They'd be crying in the front row. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't do that anymore. Michael, moonwalk on my pussy. Wow, those are kids, man. What are you talking about? That didn't stop me before. <laughs> 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 that ain't stop nothing. <laughs> Oh, think about how inappropriate that was. <laughs> no, this, this, hold on. Let's think about this. <laughs> Michael Jackson would be at a live concert in front of a bunch of people and kids and be grabbing his nuts doing the moonwalk and no one Cuffing said anything about it. like this. He was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what kind of shaped nuts you got. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But Michael Jackson was doing this shit in front of kids. Mm-hmm. And no one batted an eye. 
He was just Michael. Yeah, Michael is, Michael is not a gender. He's not a race. He's just Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He transcended race and gender back then because no one knew what he was. Yeah, we didn't. He was he was racially ambiguous. Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> he also changed the texture of his hair. He added that. I'd never seen that before in my life. I did. I didn't know what it was. It looked like... like uh, like wet noodles, like ramen yeah. noodles. Yeah. I mean, he used to have the most amazing afro and then right. it changed into like a lace front. Michael Jackson went from like, he went from a black man to like a white news broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck happened to Mike, dude? <laughs> Shit. Now you can say, yo, which mic did you like better, black mic or white mic? Which one do you like? They'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, man, you know what the fuck you I'm know, talking it's, about, it's man. It's like the, uh, was it um, Luther Vandross conversation? Like skinny, skinny and, uh, Luther, big Luther. But actually, Mike was still black when Thriller came out. Yeah, he was transitioning from his blackness at that point. Yeah, he was getting, he was a little bit, he was caramel at that point. By the end of the video, all that dancing turned him white. <laughs> it's like. Dun, 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 dun. White. The thriller video. <laughs> that same nose he had when he was a, like the sucked up, dried up zombie. Yeah. That's the nose. He was like, I want this nose when He's he went like, to yeah. the doctor. Yeah, I want that one. <laughs> Dr. Fauci was like, we'll make sure we keep Michael's nose. Michael wants that nose. <laughs> Michael's nose is going to pop up on some like auction on eBay one day. Yeah, it is. Because you know they sold like... Uh, Evander Holyfield's ear, the little. Nah, I didn't know that. I think years later they might have auctioned it off or something. No, they like didn't. That. They sold it back on, man. They sold it back on. Yeah, it was bit off. Oh, stop hey, making man. shit up, man. Hey, man, it sounded better. <laughs> oh, they auctioned off some wild stuff, though. Everybody yeah, they do. Down. Yeah, yeah. This guy's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, we don't experience moments anymore. When me and Keith went to the Childish Gambino concert, like, that was three years ago now. Fuck. Yeah, 2018. In December of 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an amazing concert. But I had my phone out towards the beginning. I was capturing a lot of stuff. And I, I just got caught up in my phone. And Childish Gambino walked up, made a statement. He's like, I'm going to need everybody, you know. So put tur- your phone away. Put this your phones church. down. Right, and I turned my shit off. I put it in my pocket. Yeah, and I enjoyed the performance. It was a fucking amazing performance. Yeah, amazing performance by Childish Gambino. Live, live band. He was singing his ass off. Childish Gambino was singing and moving around so much, no lie, that he was physically smaller. Yeah, when it, he when it when it ended. It's like when I don't know if any fans out there like um, are you are f- not fans of us, but fans of boxing. Right. I meant to say, and um, you know, sometimes even like with, with Mayweather or Canelo, like these guys, they'll do their way in. They may come in at one fifty four, Mayweather come in at one forty seven or something like that. I mean, he'll weigh in at one forty seven. Right. They'll hydrate overnight, and then. Um, you know, they'll come in and they'll be a little bit bloated. They won't be yeah. as cut up as they are at the weigh-in. Yep. But then at the end of the fight, they're, they're back down to that, that natural cut yeah. that they have. Just sweating it all uh-huh. out. And that, that's what happened to... 
to Gambino. He had a lot. I'm sure he had a lot of. He probably drunk a lot, a lot of water yeah. prior because he's up there for maybe 45 minutes to an hour dancing, sweating, yeah. singing. Um, it's a it's, it's a real workout and it's nonstop. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, I want to give Gambino props because this fool is singing and moving around. Yeah. And it sounded good. That's impressive, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I take sing. Well, I haven't take, I haven't taken them since the school started back because my mm-hmm. teacher is a, uh, my vocal teacher is a teacher, like a regular teacher, right? Um, but um, and I and I'm seeing firsthand how difficult it is to sing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, we we always say like, oh, you you could cheat, or you know, the, the, this person don't sing that well, or this person don't sing that well. But nah, it's a real it's a real skill to be able to to sing on pitch, you know, to remember the exact note that you need to hit, to move around while you're doing all this stuff. And then you're yeah. singing for over, you know, an hour. Obviously he's rapping a little bit, but for the most part he's singing. And um, and it's all live. It's no auto-tune, nothing. It's just you right. out there naked. You know what bro, I mean? I, bro, shout out to my man, uh, Ed Leach, man. Shout out to Ed Leach. Me and, me and my homie Ed, he had, uh, we had a class, we had a singing class in junior high. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's name was Mrs. Lee. Mm-hmm. Right, I think she was from China, I think, or mm-hmm. she was Korean. I can't remember, but when she was singing these songs, she it was a song by Monica that she used to sing. Remember that song, "I Will Cross the Ocean for." Mm-hmm. She was singing that, but because she had the accent, we would always just start laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, when you young and immature, you don't get it. But she's like, "I will go and bring you diamond." And then we wait, like, that's what she was singing. Yeah, and I was like, "Say that part again, Miss Lee." <laughs> <laughs> Say that part again. <laughs> She's like, "You need to sing with, sing with me, Eddie. Sing with me." And I was like, "We be singing." <laughs> but when you're young and dumb, you don't get. You don't that. care about nothing but what's funny. Yeah, you don't care about nothing but what's funny. Mm-hmm. And I was a complete fucking goof off. I was a goofball, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, um, mm-hmm. to to go with your point, um, that was my my experience too. Like when I um. When I got there, um, I, I was I wanted to see Gambino in concert, um, but I didn't I didn't really have expectations. You know what I mean? I, I'm a huge fan of Childish Gambino. I like listen to all the albums and stuff like that. But I think when I originally went, I was just like, "Yo, I got some change. Like, let me see if Eddie want to go. He got some money. You know, he, he got a better job now and stuff." And you know, that was my thing. Like previously, I, I missed out on a lot of opportunities. So I was like, "Man, like let's." Let's do something like right, let's do some shit. Yeah, we earned it. We worked hard, you know, uh, the whole nine. So, um, when I when I get there, and like I said, I didn't really have any expectations, but you're you're almost like blown away, and it's it's yeah. just like it's crafts craftsmanship, it's uh, talent, it's skill, it's right. work ethic, it's uh, professionalism, and, and and all these different things that you see that goes on goes into this show you know you have dancers coming out and and all this stuff and you're like yo this is this is really uh crazy this is a a lot of work goes into putting on on this Mm. performance and that's like for me um you know i think i forget it might have been like schultz or somebody that i was saying and it was like yo i just like watching people that are great at things and Mm -hmm. um, i know kobe bryant had mentioned it before but like it it, to me it's just impressive to 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 watch people that are great at things and then also i like to watch how people are reacting so you know we there was moments in the show where you know he kind of walked around the the arena and he's singing 
he's singing to 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 this female in the audience, and you could just see her like just in awe, looking at him awe. like, "Yo, this." is She like looked a- like she wanted to take her clothes off right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it threw me off with that one. It was the truth. Though. When he, <laughs> yeah, he walked did. up, he was she, singing, and he looked at her, and she looked like she wanted to take her clothes off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She that's, was very moist. That's what celebrities do, man. Mm-hmm. That's what celebrities do to these women, man. Mm-hmm. And women will never admit it like that. If Chris Brown started singing to you, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's it just that, like, and like you said, um, I had the same experience. I have a couple pictures that I took um, that I was able to capture, maybe a, a small video, but um, my, I think because I wasn't so, um, I, I just didn't have my phone out the whole entire time, I'm able to uh, remember a lot more of that show than I probably would have if I was so consumed with, with having my phone out or recording what was going exactly. on. Exactly. And, you know, me and Eddie will have conversations every now and then about, like, certain things that we've seen there or, like, you know, Ray Schremer coming out and they sliding across the stage with the Balenciagas yeah. on. And, like, these are, <laughs> like, vivid memories that yeah. we have that they're not on or on, on, on our phones. They're or, not on our phones or nothing. Yeah, and, it, and it's just, like, that. that's an amazing feeling to, to yeah. have this... Um, this visual memory and, and and be able to to recall those events like you were like you were there and you know there's some moments like when he played the uh, the new song and you know just that that whole experience of you know hearing an unreleased song that we never heard before and all this kind of stuff and just being in that moment and being able to uh, to, to to have that memory for the for the rest of our days and I, I think that one thing that you know, us as a society is doing now. Um, we don't, we can't, we don't even experience much anymore. Like even, no. even when it comes to like listening to, say, Kanye West's album or Drake's album, um, or even like Jake Cole's album, right? Like a lot of times, like people they they may have it in their headphones and then they go straight to Twitter to see what everybody's saying, right? And then they're kind of like, you know, it either affirms their belief or you know they're on Twitter arguing with people, like. Um, no one has an opinion no more. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think for me, when I when I when some of my favorite artists come out with albums, I like to just sit and listen. Like when I heard Gambino's last album, I just came into the office and I, I listened to it and I and I played it and I just sat with it. When I listened to J Cole, I just pulled over in my car and I just bumped it. Like when it had came out, this is like nine o'clock uh, West Coast time. I just I play. I did some live tweets, just you know, expressing different ideas, but. I wasn't on there interacting with people or looking and seeing what people were saying about it. I'm yeah. just sitting with it and, and consuming it. And, and I think that's that those type of um, events like people are, are missing out on because they're so consumed with what the world is thinking at the same time they're experiencing these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy, too, is in regards to moments like even when you're out on a date, people always get distracted <clears throat> by their phone. One of yeah. the one of the things that's a big turn off for me is when you know you on a date and she starts busting out her phone and people say, well, that just means the date's going bad. False. I've had women laughing, they having a good time and shit, and they still pull the phone out because mm-hmm. they're so addicted to the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it too is we have to remember that we existed before phones came out. Yeah, you know, and we interacted and communicated in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm going out with a chick, I don't care if, I, if I'm just trying to fuck her or if we're, I'm trying to get to know. Whatever the situation is, 
I keep my phone in my pocket mm-hmm. because I'd rather be in the moment so I could be make a sound judgment and say, okay, this chick's fucking crazy mm-hmm. or this chick's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I can make a better sound judgment because <clears throat> I'm living in that moment mm-hmm. with her and I can come to a better evaluation of who I'm dealing with rather than being like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, Snapchat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, Twitter. Oh, hey, you said that. Oh, Instagram. No. You're not present, man. You're not present when you're always on your fucking phone. Yeah. And people might be like, well, Eddie, you're always on your phone. I'm looking up actual information related to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not on here looking up shit on Twitter and shit. Mm-hmm. This is all these notes that are with the podcast. These are all notes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody's going to be like, oh, well, you're always on your phone. I'm like, well, it's all notes, baby. <laughs> it is all notes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I just think, like, you know, as listeners out there, like, just try it, you know? Like, I, I, I feel like for me, um, I – and I don't do this 100% of the time. I'm not saying it like I'm just a person that just stows away my phone and, right. you know, just goes about my day. But, you know, if, if I'm on a date with my girl, if I'm if I'm hanging out with my niece or something like that, or if I'm with my mom or we're going to a movie or just hanging out with my family and stuff, I just try to – be more present because <clears throat> you you can't get that you can't get these times back you know right. what i mean and and i and i genuinely um believe that you know for for us that have you know the capacity to remember things like i i would just um pose you to experience something like ex- if you're watching a movie at home right like experience it one way where you're, you know, you may have your phone out, you may be responding to things on Instagram and and tweeting and stuff like that, but also try to experience a movie in a different capacity where your phone may be on the charger in a room and you're just Mm -hmm. very present, you're eating your popcorn, you're really sitting there and and watching a movie and just see how how different that feels and how much better you'll feel about like what's going on um, during that, during that movie and try that with different events. I did that last night. I was Uh watching Netflix. It was a story of Christy Martin, Uh um, who was a, uh, elite female boxer. It was her story about how her, her ring man and trainer tried to fucking kill her, who was her, also her husband. Uh And it was a really captivating story. And when I was very young, when Christy Martin was boxing, um, but I had my phone turned off. Mm-hmm. You know, I turned it off completely and I was able to really enjoy and capture what I was seeing. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's how, yeah, that's how I was watching uh, Dragon Ball Z yesterday because I was just like, man, I'm, I've just been working too much. Like, I just need a day to just chill. And I just, you know, put my phone aside and it was just watching watching Dragon Ball Z. So it's just yeah, like, you got to do that. Yeah, man. That stuff is, that stuff is, I just, that's the thing. I guess the theme of this whole, segment is just be present and you can't do that while recording or while mm-hmm. having your phone out and and it and even with that it is important to capture certain moments like me and eddie like we went yeah. to the andrew schultz show we took a picture in there we went to gambino yeah. show we took a picture outside of there but outside of that it was like mostly focused was, on being yeah, present being present mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah man it, it, we gotta we gotta figure something it's gotta be some other events to pop up before they make everybody get vaccinated <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like and, and I'm not anti-vax I'm not anti-vax but it's just like man I'm waiting to the last possible minute to get this <laughs> shit it's crazy too like the both of the shows that we've been to the Gambino show and then the short show um they both were pushed back you know or we were able to go to the Gambino show because yeah. it got pushed back mm-hmm. because he broke his ankle 
and then show, show obviously from uh, the quarantine and what and whatnot, like it got pushed back. So yeah, it's I, I don't know, it's just dope to like experience um, those kind of things, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Mm-hmm. And I, hopefully, people get the get the message that we're trying to give them before they go out on a date and be on the goddamn phone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there we go. Unless you're listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast, you can have your phone out. You can have your phone out, man, but don't be too distracted by social media because you need to hear what me and Keith are saying. <laughs> there you go. You need to hear it, mm-hmm. okay? Don't miss a word. You understand me? <laughs> I'm your master. Um, <laughs> switching gears, Facebook Ray-Ban glasses. Um, this is... All right, I'm going to read what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, smart glasses made Google... Look dumb now. Facebook giving them a try. Uh, that's not very objective. Anyway, <laughs> the company has teamed up with Ray Ban to create glasses that t- can take photos, record video, answer phone calls, and play podcasts. Uh, San Francisco. Uh, oh, last- that's good news. Yeah, right. You can play podcasts through your ears. Mm-hmm. We need to come out with a trucker's mind glasses. That would be fucking dope. Yeah, that'd be fire. Yeah, you can hear us say all this wild stuff. <laughs> uh, last Saturday, after a three mile hike through the. Pr- Presidio, whatever it says, I stood in a throng of tourists looking at Golden Gate Bridge as a crowd snapped photos of the landmark. I decided to join in, but instead reaching into my pocket for my iPhone, I tapped the side of my Ray-Ban sunglasses until I heard the click of the shutter. Later, I downloaded the photos on my sunglasses, had sunglasses had just taken just taken to my phone. The process was instant, simple, unobstructed unobtrusive what unobtrusive uh, unobtrusive yeah Mm -hmm. and it was powered by facebook which has teamed up with ray-ban the new line of eyewear called ray-ban stories and unveiled on thursday can take photos record video answer phone calls and play playlists and podcasts here's my problem i think we're trying to integrate social media and reality too much Mm -hmm. like I, i feel like we just talked about living in the moment, and it's like if you got sunglasses on, fuck. If you got sunglasses on, and you're fucking recording everything, like how much are you living in the moment? Not to mention, if you're on Facebook on your sunglasses, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Why do you need that? That's wild. You think it's bad enough with people getting in accidents just from having their phone, but now you got these stupid fucking glasses, and you're like, yeah, Becky, you're hilarious. Click, click, click. Yeah, you're crazy. You you know what you could be doing too? You could be doing illegal shit. You could be recording people without them knowing. Yeah. You could be doing like revenge. You could be like having sex with somebody with these shades on. That'd be the craziest POV. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it you could use that as what do you call like revenge porn? Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, How you doing, Debbie? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Brian's wife? It would be- <laughs> you're Brian's wife. Say you're Brian's wife. <laughs> people do shit like this, man. People do shit like that, man. If 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 you're a female and you don't find it odd that a nigga is in <laughs> the dark kidding you from the back with sunglasses on, <laughs> yeah, I don't got no words for you. Yeah, you never know though, man. Sometimes people be dick. Some women be dickmatized. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, "Why are you wearing shades? Oh, they feel so good. <laughs> they don't even care about the shades no more." <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I, I seen a um, the other day on on, on my somebody's story, they were uh, scrolling through the internet uh, on a Tesla, 
like on the little iPad thing in the middle. Yeah. On one side, it was like the all the schematics of the car, and then the other mm-hmm. side, it was um, like they were looking for shoes or something like that. And I was just like, "Dang, this is so. It's just it's almost like too much distract, too many yeah. distractions uh, for us to be." safe and driving and the same thing with the glasses you know if say you get a notification excuse me you get a notification and you know you know facebook if you ain't been on facebook in excuse me if you ain't been on facebook in like um three four days they gonna send you an alert in the morning hey you got 13 notifications hey you got four unread messages hey you got you know some events coming up in your in your town or something like that so Imagine all that going on, and I'm wearing glasses right now. It's only, you know, you don't have so much area. If something, if this whole section right here is, like, dedicated to Facebook notifications, it's just like. Like, come on. Yeah. The only person this really would be cool for is, like, me. Because I'm a truck driver. I wear mm-hmm. shades to work. Mm-hmm. So if I had shades that actually could play podcasts. Yeah. And I had shades <clears> that <throat> also could record video. Like, let's, let's say somebody's doing something dangerous as fuck. Instead of pulling my phone out, I could just tap my side of my head. Bam, bam. Now, uh-huh. it's recording this person doing wild shit. And I could shut it off. It's got their license plate number on it and all that. That's, I mean, that's helpful. Yeah. But besides that, like, why, bro? I, I think that huh, there, there's there's these schools of thought to where like people are like yo i don't i'm i'm tired of these these privacy things like i i just don't want the apple to follow where i'm going and i don't want mark zuckerberg knowing what i'm doing um and then we just go out and buy all this new technology yeah it's like dude like first of all if you don't want to be tracked uh don't have a social security number that's real. You've been tracked Credit since cars, the day you were born. Debit card. That's a, the, if you if you look at any of these old court cases and, and stuff like that, um, you have to realize that it's almost impossible to be off the grid. Yeah, so, you can. So uh, you know, like Vincent Brothers, for instance. Yeah. Um, I forgot how. Yeah, yeah. Like they're pinging cell phone towers. Mm-hmm. They even found specific bugs that was more. Yeah. Uh, prevalent on yeah. the east coast or whatever yeah. that they found on his car mm-hmm. to track him down so it's just like it's nuts yeah you, you can't vincent you can't. brothers case was wild bro that's so crazy damn they they got they they took the grill off his car and found certain insects mm-hmm. they found certain bugs in certain places and he was like literally like they got him on that that's so wild yeah he was yeah he's my man's done for just, just a crazy, <laughs> crazy case, and just the thing that happened here, you know, and yeah. then down the street, down really. the street at that. Yeah, it's so, and it's like I went to for those of you who you see the story about with the family that moved in that house. I think my, my what from what my dad told me, um, his, uh, I guess some of his kind of I won't call them distant cousins, but cousins that I'm not familiar with, they ended mm-hmm. up moving into mm-hmm. to the house afterwards. Um, I, I don't know who they are, or whatever, but yeah. And I, I think they, they might've been from out of town too. So I don't know if they, they were moved out family. because on the news, it was a Mexican family Oh, that said they seen, and they seen the presence of someone who was deceased. I would knock that. I don't know what's going on over there. I haven't been over there in a minute, but I would knock that thing down. Yeah, bro. That's Some, just scary. Cause there was baby, <clears throat> there was a baby that got murdered too. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was, a, it's just a. Heinous act. It's a fucked up crime, man. Yeah. And then he took off. Like to do that, he shot he shot the child's mother and he shot the mother in law too. 
I think so. And the kids. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. He lost his mind. Yeah. And this dude was a principal at yeah. fucking. At, at an elementary school. At, 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 uh, no, at, uh, was he Emerson, right? No, I don't think he worked at Emerson. It was Emerson? It was, I think it was a different school, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not Emerson. I was like, damn, Vincent Brothers lost his mind. Yeah. Imagine imagine if he was really pissed off at some kids at school one day. You never know. These people are, we, yo. I mean, shh, dang, man. It's, it's so many of these, like, wild stories. And, you know, and I don't want to bring it up in, like, a demeaning way or to try to rehash things but even like the the mcclanahan story oh that's fucking nuts that's just you hear these stories and you're just like oh my gosh and for that and i don't want to be on here rehashing some of that stuff because people have real emotions attached to it but if you're curious just you know go google these these names man but Mm -hmm. um that mental health thing is real yes it is uh definitely man yeah. Uh, but yeah, what, what I'll say about these these uh, sunglasses, man, as far as I just think we're always trying to make the Internet more convenient. But the problem with that is we haven't figured out the fucking Internet. So mm-hmm. it's like if we haven't figured the Internet out, why make it more convenient? It's just going to make people more fucked up. And and yeah. Mark Zuckerberg and all these other nerds that keep coming out with this shit, <laughs> they don't they don't have the foresight to say this is going to be actually that's false now. It was true at one time. Now it's false. They know I, what they're I, doing. They know exactly what the fuck mm-hmm. they're doing. They know this shit's going to kill people. They know people <laughs> are going to be distracted. They know people are going to use this to record people illegally. They know all of it, but they don't give a fuck about that. They just care about the innovation. They, they also care about, like, um, my, what do you call it? Like, just being, I can't find the word for it, but being aware of what people are doing. So mm. that Facebook, they make most of their money selling ads, right? So if you have your cell phone in your pocket and you have the Facebook app on it, and then you have the glasses that gives you gives Facebook more access to what you're doing, what you're mm. seeing. Because if your phone is in your pocket, it can't, it doesn't see anything. It may be able to hear mm. what's going on in your surroundings. It may be able to know where you're at. But when you have the glasses on, it could visibly see all the things that you're seeing. So that's just yeah. more access. So you, as far as selling ads go. You may be on the beach and then, you know, after your beach is the date is over or whatever, you grab your blanket or whatever, you get into the car and you check your uh, social socials real quick and then they may be selling you beach towels or sandals or something yeah, like that. Like, so it's just, fuck? I think to them it's just access to you. They want you, you know, just one You want to know the only positive that this has is it will be the first time in American history where you can quantify someone else's experience. Like, as a woman walking around minding her business and people catcalling her, hey, damn, look at that ass. Like, in real time, though. Yeah. In real time. And imagine, like, you know, you're a black dude minding your business and whatever, and the police come at you foul or a certain way because they think that there's no phone around, but it's in your fucking glasses. Mm hmm. Right? Mm hmm. So, whatever the case, or whoever you are, what's going on. People will finally be able to see the world through your lens, yeah, that's and interesting. and see what you're seeing, right? Because all you got to do is pull out the video and be like, "Look, this is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what he told me." If somebody's, let's say, you go into a store and somebody's watching you to see if you're stealing, and you'd say, "Look, these people here are watching me to see if I'm stealing," and you turn around and everyone can see what your life is like now. Miss Lee is staring at you. <laughs> Miss Lee is like, "Hurry up and buy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 crazy, but it's it's mm. true. The world that you the people will finally be able to see your worldview. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because if you pull out your phone, people get a little bit scared. They start to change what they're saying and doing yeah. because they're like, oh, fuck, you're going to pull your phone out and record me. Mm-hmm. But when the most the most real response comes when someone thinks you're just present and there's no phones or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's real, man. Yeah. I think uh, I, I just think that um, we got to. The, the the goal of all of these social media apps and business owners in general, they want you to stay like for Walmart. They want you to walk around the store for a long time. So they, they know mm-hmm. the longer you walk it around, the, the more likely you are to spend some money. Yeah. Same thing with Target. Um, and then even with Walmart and Target, they want to give you access to so you don't even have to go to the store like they have the curbside pickups now. And, mm-hmm. you know, people. Uh, that, that that was going crazy, especially during the quarantine, where people didn't want to, you know, be um, in the, in in close quarters with a bunch of different people. So I think the best thing that we can do is just be aware of what these businesses are trying to do. And I, I was telling Eddie this. I was like, <clears throat> the, uh, a, a huge shift for me and maybe my financial literacy was when I understood the upsell. When I understood right. that. When I go to a fast food restaurant and they say, hey, would you like to make that a large? And I actually only wanted a medium. They're trying to upsell you. When they say like, hey, would you like any dessert with that? They're trying to upsell you. They're trying to sell you on more more things. When you're in uh, Walmart and they have the cookies and the chips and the drinks right next to the checkout, Mm -hmm. they're trying to get you to because they know if four or five different people pick up a Gatorade and pick up a bag of chips or something like that. That's just extra extra money on top of all the groceries yeah. that you're already they put buying. the milk way at the back of the store near electronics and shit. Uh-huh. They so want you to walk by all of that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. So it, it once you understand that, it, it opens up opens up your mind in a way to where you know, like, yo, I'm not going to get fooled by these tricks or these antics. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to be aware of when it comes to these Facebook glasses. Because we, we know, we know, and if you watch The Social Dilemma, you know what Facebook does. And just like I said before, I get, I don't be on Facebook that often, but I get notifications every day. Like, Hey, you have 13 unseen notifications or you have five unread messages and stuff like that. And it's like, I already know this. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. You know, but they're trying to get you to, to, um, to click on that. Or even with the birthday thing, like I'll, I'll check on that. Cause I do like to wish people happy birthday, but yeah. they do understand that if you click on there and you, you know, you tell somebody happy birthday, you may stay on there for a little bit longer and then they may start to push different things that yeah. you're interested people in. People you may know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck about these people. I'm not... F- and I do know these people. It's right. not I, It's not May. I do know these people and I just haven't friended them because I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah, stop bothering me. Yeah. Wouldn't that be dope if somebody sent you a friend request and you could like press a button and say, stop bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> you bother me, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Switching gears. The red pill community. Um, what a lot of people are, I don't know if they're aware of this or not, but the red pill community, um, on, especially on YouTube is, or the manosphere is a bunch of men who have these opinions or beliefs about women or things of that nature. Now, what I will say about the red pill community is there are certain things that are beneficial that men need to know. Like when you think of guys like, and I learned about this when I clicked on like Kevin Samuels video. You click on a Kevin Samuels video and it pops up all these other dudes that have these opinions about women. Now, let's be clear. I think there are certain things that men need to know about women. And I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. I learned by like, you know, um, being like a simp. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I mean, being I'm just being honest. I was whether you be you're being too available, um, you're not being you're trying to be too agreeable, things of that nature, in order to be on a woman's good side. And women don't respect men like that. Mm-hmm. And I was doing these things and not being aware of my behavior or woman nature and how they really feel. And I think some of these guys do a good job of actually. Having men be aware and saying like, yo, like stop chasing women and things of that nature. Those things are important. Mm -hmm. The the, the thing is, is you shouldn't chase women. Just have value. Mm -hmm. When you have value, you don't have to chase women. Yeah. You know, women won't chase you, but they will pursue you. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Women will let you know they're interested and then you can reciprocate that energy X and Y, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I'll break it down what I mean. The problem with the red pill community, though, is guys like Kevin Samuels is he'll say some shit about women and some of it is fucked up. Some stuff really makes sense, but some things like calling women linebackers and shit, I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Right? But a lot of these figures galvanize the wrong men. There are some men that hate women, bro. There are some women, these are the guys that don't, they get rejected, they don't get no kind of pussy ever, they... Probably are not very tall. They're probably not very attractive. They probably don't have very much money. All of these things. And they watch all of this red pill content. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're like alpha males or whatever. But dog, truth be told, is you're not very pleasant and your value's not very high. And it's just an excuse to hate women. Yeah. And a lot of times when you're not very genetically blessed, you can just hate people. Joe Rogan was talking about it. How he had a how he had a buddy of his who was really short and not very attractive, and he noticed that that guy just had this deep hatred for women because he kept getting rejected. Damn. And a lot of these type of guys will watch this content, and instead of like looking at it like me, I look at it in two ways. Two things to be true. There's some shit that women need to hear, right, about themselves, but it's also true that some men hate women. Yeah. And they run to this type of content because it. It validates or it it validates their hatred for mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's it's unfortunate, but it's a lot of this content on social media, man. And on yeah, I, I, sometimes you you even hear these guys talking, you start to question their sexuality. Mm. Like, do they actually like women? Because you know, f- for the most part, their uh, platform is based off of like telling the things that are wrong with women in society you know there's not yeah. much there's not much praise that that goes on nah. um one other thing that annoys me about that whole community is that they they seem to think that they are like they're uh whatever they say is bible yeah that's yeah not, that's not and then and then what happens is it's it's like a preacher, you know. There's a lot of preachers that can quote the Bible, and they have like you know specific scriptures or specific stories that go with certain situations, um, and they're just very they're very well researched. Uh, the same thing with Kevin Samuel. So if he has in he has a rebuttal to everything, and that's because he's done a lot of research. So he can have a statistic that supports. Excuse me, a statistic that supports. Um, you know any any fact that he's he's saying about or in any opinion that he's given about women yeah. women do this and statistically 25% of such and such and women of this demographic women over 30 when it's, it's all like just information and he's pulling from all these different yeah. things and it's just because he's well researched and 
um, what a lot of people don't realize, especially guys that are just consuming that content, like the the kind of like fair weather people that yeah. think that everything Kevin Samuel says is just amazing, is um, they're they're almost in awe by the uh, the idea of just information and facts, right, right, right. And they don't they don't because someone is saying it because Kevin Samuels is saying these things very confident confidently. Um, they don't they don't have to question it. You know what I right. mean? Because, you know, it's just some numbers, it's confidence. He's uh he's a good looking dude, you know, he he has a he can articulate himself and and all these different things. And it's just like because that is the case, we're just gonna believe what he says. Yeah, and that's a problem. You know, um and the thing about it too, man, is I could think for myself. And by the way, I, I, I'm not saying I unsubscribe from the content, but I just don't watch it because it's very repetitive, mm-hmm. and it's the same shit pretty much over and over. Um, mm-hmm. Him and like this podcast called Fresh and Fit Podcast, they get some of the most underwhelming women that do like OnlyFans and shit. They just airheads, and they use them as the metric for all women, mm-hmm. and that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very fair in that regard to where I'd rather have a conversation with multiple different types of women that, you know, are educated or that do different jobs instead of just picking OnlyFans models that got their titties out all day. Yeah. And these are the type of women that they pick. And what it does is it allows them to it allows them to always be right. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is, is these platforms are not very objective. Oh, not at all. Not, they're not very objective. Yeah. So you have to be able to. And they're not trying to learn anything. No, they're not trying to learn shit. I think shit. sometimes, like, even, you know, we've had only uh, one female or two female guests on our podcast. But right, right. we didn't go into it with all the information or knowledge Mm-mm. about the women experience. You know what I mean? We, no. we went into it. We, we had our opinions about certain things, but we're also there to learn and see, yeah. you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about this? Or, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're obviously a woman in a black woman in this world, like, what is your opinion on this or that? Mm-hmm. And it's just, we didn't go into it like, you know, just with the uh, almighty knowing everything. Yeah, that's not cool. Not, not to mention, too, I've made some statements on here that I still stand by, but it's because I'm very objective, where we've had conversations saying a woman is not always the prize. Sometimes it's us, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, you know, if, if I'm a guy that's an honest dude, I make a good living, and you have three or four kids, and I come and take care of your kids better than your child's father did, then I'm the prize. You're the prize, yeah. Right? And I think that women need to hear shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I also don't think it's constructive to say, like, like if, a, if let's say, for example, if a guy, and this is the truth, women have a lack of objectivity when it comes to men in certain ways, where, like, if you ain't got no money, and you ain't, I mean, you, you under six foot and all of that, like, don't hit me up. They don't have a problem saying that. Mm-hmm. But when a man says, hey, um, honestly, you are overweight. You know, you shouldn't be expecting a man that's a high value, in shape man if you are just overweight and don't have anything going for yourself. Mm-hmm. Women don't like hearing shit like that because mm-hmm. in, most in, in most times or most instances in society, we tend to give women a softer blow. We don't like to just talk shit about them because we're afraid of how that'll make them feel. Now, women that say, that's not true, men body shame us, blah, 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 uh, it, that, that narrative is really outdated. There are some men that, are, but it's not men walking around. Now, here's the thing. It is true that men will body shame after they get rejected because a lot of men have fragile egos. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, girl, what's going on? Oh, I don't I have a boyfriend. Oh, fuck you then, you fat bitch. <laughs> They'll be like. It's a lot of men that do that bullshit. 
They'd be like, hey, girl, you got a fat ass. Oh, I have a boyfriend. You got a fat ass anyways. But it's just the same, it's the <laughs> same statement. But they, one is a good tone and one is a bad tone. Big belly, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> That's, men do that when they have a fragile ego. Yeah, for right? sure. Right? So I guess that in that sense, the body shaming is a fact. Yeah. Like, men will do that type of shit. But let's not act like women ain't doing that. Women were just dick- talking about the girls like six six foot and over. Yeah, six saying. foot and over. Uh, uh, you better have a big dick or you can't fuck with me. Like yeah. women will dick shame, height shame, money shame. Oh, you broke. Don't fuck with me, this and that. But you mad at Kevin Samuels? <laughs> hey, by the way, Kevin Samuels, though, he said some shit to men that women was in the comments like, well, that's true. It was this dude that called in, and he said, how tall are you? He says, uh, I'm 5'9". He said, how much, how much you weigh? He's like, 285. He's like, so you overweight? He's like, I guess, according to like, you know, I'm average. He's like, no, you ain't average. You fat. <laughs> and then Kevin Samuels asked this guy, you know, how much money do you make? And he, it wasn't very much. And then he was at the end. It was, was like 20,000 a year or something like it's that. It's something crazy, something mm-hmm. very low. And then he, Kevin Samuels asked this guy, do you have a big dick? He said, what? He said, do you have a big dick, man? He was like, I mean, I guess it's above average. He's like, motherfucker, you know if you got a big dick or not? Yeah. And he was like, ah, man, I guess. He said, so look, so you saying that women should come talk to you and you don't hardly make no money, you only five foot nine, you overweight, and you ain't got a big dick? Why should they want you? Yeah. And women was in the comments like, unfortunately, Kevin is right. Yeah. <laughs> it's look, there is a certain harsh truth and a harsh reality that takes place every day that people don't want to hear, mm-hmm. but it's real. It's yeah. unfortunate, but it's real. But what I will say is as far as this manosphere or this red pill community, there needs to be more men that are comfortable in their masculinity that don't have to pander to this kind of like woman hate vibe yeah yeah like i think any woman that listens to this podcast know that we don't hate women we may have a opinion or certain not even a scrutiny but we'll we'll have a certain opinion but it's always based in the fact that women are valuable Mm -hmm. but a lot of times they do be full of shit you know what i'm saying yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like we just want you to be better yeah. <laughs> Just do better, women. <laughs> uh, but we hold men accountable. Yeah. Facts. So I, a lot of times some of this this um some of these platforms, they they don't do a great enough job of telling men what well actually that's false. They do tell men what they need to do. Mm-hmm. They tell men to stay on their purpose. They do tell men that they need to um Increase their value by getting in better shape, um, by getting a career, forming a career. Because honestly, I've said this before. You shouldn't be worried about taking women on dates and why women don't like you or like you and your life's not even together. Yeah. Why are you worried about a date and you ain't like you don't have shit? People really be out here trying to find love and they haven't even um, conquered themselves yet. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. It's just like, yo, you, you really, you, you're doing it backwards. Yeah. A woman, women want to be led, not controlled, but a <clears> woman <throat> is not going to follow your lead if you can't even lead yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't lead yourself at all and you have no, nothing going for you, you don't got to be rich at all. But a woman has to look at you and say like, I trust him. Mm-hmm. Like I want, you know, I want him to lead me. Right. 
Because women don't ever want to lead a relationship. I don't give a fuck what they say. They do not want to lead it. If a woman feels like they're leading a relationship, they will bail the fuck out. Yeah. They're not going to want to stick around for that. Yeah. They don't want to do they could just push over with a finger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I think part, part of it is they probably don't want to make a lot of decisions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Everybody give it up for COVID. COVID coming to the stage. Yeah, man. Yeah, women don't be wanting to make a bunch of decisions. That's why you just don't ever ask women what they want to eat. Who cares? <laughs> they don't know what they want to eat. Especially just, when you courting her. Yeah. Just cool. be like, hey, we're going here to eat. Yeah. We're going to BJC. We're going to fucking PF Chang's to eat. Mm-hmm. We're going here. We're going there. I don't ask women. I don't even ask. We got to start being more specific with the, uh, you know, letting people know that certain places is like certain places. Um, yeah. BJ's is a restaurant. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. For all y'all freaks out there that might be in Seattle or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if y'all got BJ's there. But. Yeah. BJ's are, they're all over the place, but BJ's is a, is a restaurant for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. But you just tell them where you're going, what time, and what you're going to do. That's it. Don't mm-hmm. ask women shit. Women want to think as little as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't like something, then they'll make, they'll make uh, a comment later. <laughs> but when you be like, hey, babe, what you want to eat? Dumbest question you could ask them. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, babe, I'm going to Arby's. <laughs> That's it. Hey, I'm going to Arby's. Hey, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to McDonald's. Yeah. What you want? You want something? No. You want something? Yeah. Don't ask them what they want. I'm going to McDonald's. You want something? Yes. And just leave. Yeah, for sure. I'd be having to do that. Yeah, because women have. Cause a- I'd be like, this is this is this, it's thinking about food is like the most waste of my time that right. I've ever thought of. The way me and Keith eat is. Either if Keith's driving or I'm driving, I'll be like, I'm going to Taco Bell. Keith be like, all right, cool. <laughs> he don't give a fuck where we go. We go to McDonald's. We go to, I'm like, I'm going to Del Taco. All right, for sure. Like, Keith does not give a fuck. Getting food with a girl is like, hey, what, what do you want to eat? Uh, I just don't know what I'm feeling right now. And it's just like you just driving around Bakersfield or L.A. or wherever you at. And it's just like. Yeah. You it's like, the worst experience. You'd be like, so what you, what you feel like eating? I don't know. My spiritual therapist told me. <laughs> like, if you don't shut the fuck up and eat this burrito, goddammit. <laughs> fuck. My life coach said I should stay away from meat this week. you like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, so um, we're about to go over to BJ's for some dinner. It's like. Um, my spiritual coach said that, like, oh my God, uh, Arthur emoji. <laughs> yeah, man. Funny. Ladies, you got to figure out what the fuck you want to eat, man. How do you not know what you want to eat? I don't get it. How do you guys vote in elections? <laughs> I feel like Trump, but Biden, I don't know. Wait. That should be that's the reason why we should reverse the boat the women voting rights. What what do you mean? Cause if y'all can't make a decision on what you want to eat, how are you gonna elect the next president? Right. You just be like, hey babe, I'm going to the voting booth. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know if it's Trump or Biden. I, I don't, don't know. I feel like Biden would be good, but Trump seems like he really has like I don't know. Just choose for me. <laughs> it's going to be women that hate this joke. They're going to hate this joke. Uh, cancel Eddie. They're going to be like, oh, the voter rights, <laughs> patriarchy, and you guys are making fun of it. Women died for this. They died for this. You, oh. Yeah. 
they're gonna bring up every feminist and be like, <laughs> like, hey, look, ladies, it was a joke. We was just playing. We was just playing. <laughs> oh man. Crazy, man. Yeah, that's a trip, man. But <clears throat> I will say this. <clears throat> um, there if you're gonna watch any of this content on social media of these men having opinions about women, make sure you remain objective. Because if you become a fan of this shit, then you're going to be watching the same content over and over again, and it's going to make you hate women, bro. Yeah. You, I, I don't, don't ever think that you deserve to have any type of success with women if you're walking around shitting on them all the time. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's like, and also that's just negative energy. It's super negative. So you know, you 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 see a girl that you like, and she has you know a lot of good qualities. Right. But in the back of your mind, you're hearing Kevin Samuels talking right. about you know low value women and all this different stuff. Yeah. And um, you're going to go into that relationship with that negative energy already. Like, oh, she's she doesn't have a job, a good job, or you know, mm-hmm. she's a little bit overweight, or you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you, you're taking that into your relationship and you're barely getting to know this person. Yeah. The, the, <clears throat> the best way to the best way to handle any of it is just have value. Work for something. Be somebody. Strive to be somebody. Work on yourself. And by the time you meet whatever said woman, you know, she should be able to recognize your value. You should be able to recognize hers. Mm-hmm. Um that's the best. I guess that's the best advice I could give. Yeah. But and going into it, I, I think there was some episodes I seen, and I, I've, I, if I see Kevin Samuels pop up, I might watch it for a few minutes and just turn it off. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. yeah. it's just, it's the same shit. But he yeah. he was trying to prove to a bunch of women <clears throat> calling in how you know how like the world wouldn't exist if men didn't do this and that. And I get it, and and there's a lot of validity to it. But at the same time, it's like. What what point is this proven? And are you are you what are you trying to like? I guess you're trying to make women believe because especially during this this moment, a lot of women are saying we don't need men. Men are a waste of time, and it's the complete um, polar opposite of what Kevin Samuels is saying. Mm-hmm. It's almost like him saying like we women need us, and women like we don't need no man. And I, I think that that's it's all bullshit though because I know a lot of women who benefit from the sacrifices of men. And I know a lot of men who would fucking starve if their wife was not cooking and cleaning for them on a daily basis. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I know men that that their mother grew up, they grew up with their mother making all their food and their meals and shit, and then they found a woman that could cook her ass off and they get in an argument, and now this motherfucker's eating cereal for four days straight. Ha <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so we can't say, but we don't need no women. They don't need. I don't think that we really so much need each other, but I think we definitely benefit from each other a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what the fuck is that? That was a fridge. It turned off. Oh, it was a fridge. That motherfucker was loud. Yeah, sound like the devil was trying to get out of that motherfucker. <laughs> it's like <"Key." laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, where we at, man? Uh, one fifty eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, you got anything else, man? That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, I think we gave the listeners a, a decent podcast, man. Yeah, we chopped. You know, up. we we what I think about when I'm doing this podcast is I think about the people that are you know traveling to work or the people that you know the truck drivers on the road listening to the podcast, and mm-hmm. I think about you know all the all the mothers and single women out there listening to two guys say wild shit. Yeah, I, I think about. All these people all over the country, because we, we checked the analytics. We got some more Seattle people popping up. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Seattle, man. Yes, sir. Um, just a bunch of people all over the country listening, man. And 
I think about you guys. Yeah. I think about you guys when I'm touching myself. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> I'm fucking around. Hmm. But yeah, man, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out here. Peace.